Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Brother Nate, I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. This is a very special um, mailbag episode. What makes this mailbag so special? We'll find out in the mailbag, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, want to make sure that people are paying attention. Everyone, please pay attention. It's a very special mailbag. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, that's going to happen. It is not a Star Trek episode, so you actually pay attention, please. Um. Yeah, I've been thinking we need a new disclaimer for the Star Trek episodes before they air that say, this is three hours long. This will you be... may not have noticed in your pod player, but this is going to be three hours of talking about Star Trek. This will be around 200 hot minutes <laughs> of Kirk and Atomina's Harry and all of that stuff. Yeah. Mailbag by Brother Date. Hey, on October 17th, Shannon wrote to us at Brother Date, British judges do still wear wigs, but only in higher criminal courts. So, hey, that's still wild, though, that's, right? Yeah, that's still wild. So like a, a whatever, a, a obviously Supreme Court, like here you'd have like, I don't know, one, what circuit court, how high would you have to go before you could just wear your, like... Yeah, like... Do they, Where do you wear some... your regular hair? So, presumably, if I, when I get called for jury duty again next year, because I'll be eligible again next year. <laughs> and I'm serving on a jury at the regular county court. Even though it's criminal, pro- probably not. Yeah, but, you could probably just keep your hair down or whatever. But at the court of first appeal or whatever, is that where it is? Does it Ninth Circuit? Matt's got a good question. Tell us how many circuits that it would have to be. Also, what the difference is between a, a solicitor and a barrister, <laughs> if you please. Helpful. Yeah. Also, I'm sure that was on her citizenship test. Oh, is she like uh, legit over there? Yeah, she's like a full-on subject. Oh, that's that is a bad way to think of it. Well, but we I mean, we don't call them that here. But yeah, but that's because. <laughs> but that's different. Yeah, that's, that's different one of the one. differences. Yeah. On the 18th, she writes. Uh, at Brother Date, uh, Brother found the cupboard on the street and maybe forgot Omri's birthday. Oh, okay. Don't think his mom knew the key was magic. It was in a box of random keys, and she thought one might work. Okay, So but, presumably for the cupboard. So, okay. So this goes back to what I was saying. They're, they clearly don't give a shit about this kid, and this confirms no. it. Not only did the brother not care, here's an old cupboard I found. But the mom yeah, this, is like, I don't know, let me rustle through this box of keys and see if one of them set, might fit the cupboard. Is this set in, like... Bombed out 1944 London, <laughs> and it's like, well, we, we found an old cupboard weeks. and we got a key, so happy birthday. Yeah, we had to give away all of our lard for right. munitions, and we need to get this kid something. Was there, we... there a big plot about how mom gave up all her nylons for the war effort, <laughs> is what I'm asking. Yes, actually, that would be good to know. When does this take place? Uh, not to, I mean, 
I guess yes. Now, now we are asking you something that we could just Wikipedia. No, no, no. That's not how this works, though. I'm not going to do the research. We have a correspondent. Uh, Wikipedia says the grandmother, whose key I think we learned last week it was, mm-hmm. brought toys to life too. But that's in the sequels. Yeah, those sequels that are prequels. I don't like those. Indi- Indian still in the cupboard. More Indian, more cupboard. Yep. Um, cow, cowboy in the Indian. That's not a good one. No. That's not a, so great. That's not for the kids. On the 18th, at Brother Date, you both seem to hate Star Trek time travel. Maybe I assumed that meant all time travel. Well, I don't like things... Well, they don't do a good job. They don't have anything to say about time travel itself is the problem. It's just an excuse to talk to Mark Twain. That's right, yeah. There's never any um, never any real ramifications or thought exercises, and they never have a, like, a real good handle on... They never have a cool idea for it, like... I feel like either it has to be a total accident, so you don't have to put any thought into how they did it, or you got to put a lot of thought into it. You can't just be like, they they went fast. They went so fast, they went back in time. Yeah. That's not a good one. So that's my problem with Star Trek time travel. On the 20th, Tal Octagon, hey, that's you, huh. this week, wrote, at Brother Date, look what I just got in the mail from at Ben C. Town. Oh, yeah. My new favorite object, and then it's a picture of a coffee mug, Matthew. Yep. It's got a got a picture of smiling Garrick on it. It says gay and for it says Garrick. Gay for Garrick. Yeah. Matthew, I am holding the self same mug right now. <laughs> yeah. That was a surprise, uh, a very pleasant one. And um My feelings haven't changed. I am still G for G, for sure. Oh yeah. G F G? G four G. If anything, Garrick's appearances since we declared that have only have only intensified the feeling. Yeah, although um he wasn't he wasn't featured in the Jem'Hadar that episode. No. Maybe no, no. We haven't seen him haven't seen him lately. We haven't seen in fact the last Garrick we saw was Mirror Garrick and that kind of doesn't count. Yeah, I just don't want to, for them to send him back to the tailor shop for a while. I need him involved. But this isn't this is not a Star Trek episode. Anyway, uh, big, big thanks to Ben for uh, jumping in and playing in the space like that. Yeah, I wish we had, like, awards, medals to give out, ribbons. Well, we could do an end-of-the-year award ceremony, maybe. Oh, that sounds good. Sounds like an idea for a podcast. It kind of does, huh? Are we doing one? Are we doing a podcast? Mm-hmm. Have we been recording this? Uh, well, I have been recording this, but that's it's for sexual reasons. Oh, good. That's awesome. I use it later. Hey, on the 23rd, Shannon wrote, uh, pursuant to her uh, previous tweet about bringing culture to the podcast, Mm. that was meant to be self-deprecating sarcasm. Admittedly, not the best choice for Twitter. My brother Sam is dead and Indian in the cupboard. I'm certainly not reporting on great works of literature here. Hey, Shannon, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. We were not offended, and we know what this show is. No, actually, my remarks were self-deprecating sarcasm, so I yeah. win. Mine That's were right. more deprecating and, and more mine, sarcastic. You know, my remarks were maybe not so much, but I but I felt down lately. So does that count? Yeah, is that something? Can we work no, that? I'm in not somehow? having a good week. Is that anything? Let's put that in there. Just sprinkle that on top. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know about you, man, but work's been kicking my ass. Work is yeah, making me, too. me upset. And, me too, for um, sure. I've been playing a lot of RDR as a result, but we can talk about it's, that later. 
you know, this is my my constant metaphor for depression is something that I have stolen for Akewood, which is my car has been shot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you you've seen this, yes. Uh, race race car gets shot, and he's it really makes him down at the corners of his slice. Yeah, and he goes and does poetry dressed as a pilgrim. <laughs> That's right. All about it. Um, does a slam poetry night or whatever. Yeah, and my, yeah. my car has been shot to the point where I. Uh, I played an hour of Red Dead Redemption before work on Friday, just yeah. to make sure everything was like working. Yeah, and I you're... haven't touched it since. I know. I can tell that you have been absolutely inundated because we were yeah. looking forward to that release. Yeah, I've just been uh, like in every spare moment. I mean, I had like some social stuff this weekend because we had a big Halloween party and stuff. But in every social moment, uh, in every quiet moment, rather, I've just been. Like watching YouTube videos of people doing trick shots with darts or something. It's just something to really deaden your brain. It's just really just waste hours. Just destroy hours. To do to your brain what they used to do, what the Baltimore Orioles used to do. Just muddy up the infield and then chop straight down. Yep. That's what you're doing to your brain. The Baltimore Um, chop. Yeah. And no, uh, uh, we're still doing mailbag here. On the 23rd, Ryan writes, uh, at Brother Date, the carriers definitely have systems. Now what i know that okay so this was about i asked sarcastically if the mail carriers did not have systems that they would use to Uh, like you know accurately uh reflect whether they have delivered things or attempted to deliver things but i was being sarcastic i know they have systems and i know that it's fraud i know it's just a degree of fraud yeah it's a guy who knew he's he's not making all his deliveries today, so he's going to lie. Yeah, he just went. Oh, I, t- I tried. Attempted. And he's like, I'm gonna. I'll pick up some of these tomorrow. I'll do yeah. better tomorrow. So that's. I mean, I know that. I understand they have systems, but they aren't using them. It's uh, it's fraud. I, you know, okay. So I don't want to get too deep into it again, but I guess I'd consider delivery attempted. When obviously no delivery has been attempted, as somewhere like um, for me personally, that's like a five on the fraud scale on a scale from <laughs> one to ten. That's definitely fraud. That is just a straight lie. You have a package of mine. You did not attempt to deliver. You have yeah. my package. It's mine. Give it to me. But saying it's been delivered and not delivering it for another week is an that's- eleven. That's a full 11. That makes me so furious that I can't Because now sleep you've got for... to deal with the possibility that something was stolen yes. or... And you're like contacting Amazon and you're contacting the carrier, whether it's FedEx or UPS, and you're going through all this shit. And maybe you order another one and then you have two of those things, inevitably, when the one that was delivered shows up a week later. That's an 11. I can't sleep for like a week after something like that happens because I spend so much time thinking about what kind of person would do this to me would perpetrate this crime against me. So there's two different levels of fraud that I was that I was worried about. <clears throat> I feel the same. Okay. Um were you checking work the stuff? The only the only thing is that there's a possibility No, I was <laughs> I got <laughs> <just kidding. laughs> Here's what happened. <laughs> I got distracted by the three of the top ten trending things on Twitter oh. are about this guy who's uh, paying women to accuse Mueller of sexual misconduct, <laughs> but just like got caught instantly because he's real bad at it. <laughs> Maybe and, like, like meant to the DM domain them, but just name tweeted. is in his name, and the phone number goes to his mom's answering machine. It's just like a real bad scene. 
Right. Uh, and I was just like, I I clicked on it. That was my mistake. <laughs> uh, now here's the deal with the the only thing about the two levels of fraud is that there is room for a possible third level of fraud, which is, I know they take pictures of where they left the package sometimes. Yeah, and, and so- what I'm waiting to see, but haven't had yet is to have a fake delivery and then like there's a picture that's just the thing in the back of the truck cuz they're counting on you not looking at it. That's the one that I'm <laughs> waiting for. It's the only reason that I'm I'm leaving open the possibility for greater thought or fraud. Well, since I already broke the 1 to 10 scale with that 11, I guess anything's possible. Yeah. You that'll be a full 15 <laughs> when it happens. Yeah. Not if when. That's right. That is definitely a, a when. So yeah, Ryan, so I sorry. It was not uh, a serious question. Understood. They have systems, but um Hey, why don't they um why don't they just not commit some fraud? That's all I'm saying. That'd be cool. Uh, so my the street in front of my house has been all torn up this week. They're um they God, I hope they're eventually gonna or? resurface it. They've got it down to the bare concrete now, so they've stripped all the asphalt off. Was it just doing road work or are they trenching for telecom or what are they up to? It's just road work. It's okay. just pure so this the this area used to be a swamp and it's trying to become one again. Nice. And so there is a uh a permanent repeating pothole in front of my house and like uh, 15 feet south of the line of my front door on the other side of the road. And um, because there is a freeway off ramp onto this street. Oh yeah. It has some heavy traffic periods. And also uh, there's a fire station nearby. I'm sure that the fire truck has gone by 15 times already while we were doing this sure. podcast. Right. Uh, and those fire trucks really do a number. So if the if the the swampiness makes one part of the street descend even an inch, it just becomes a pothole in two days. Yeah. So they're just doing resurfacing, but because of that, like at times the whole street has been blocked off. Oh great! And one of those times, I was having something delivered from Amazon, like nothing that I needed or cared about particularly. It happened to be a a, a round file. Mm-hmm. You know, a bastard cut for file. knife for knife work. Yeah, for yeah. knife work. And uh, I got the normal. Hey, it's going to be delivered today. And then I was like, Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I would hate to have this fucking job. I know it's half a job, right? Like yeah. if you're doing the last mile shit for Amazon, this is one of those Uber DoorDash hustles. That's like, yeah, it's not really a job, and you can do it for a while, but eventually you're going to get burned out and. Also, you will have destroyed your car in the process. Yeah, a lot of work for nothing. You know, one of these uh, gig economy jobs that's terrible, but it's what people are doing to afford to live in San Jose. But I'm like, oh, they're not. They're going to have to like try again later. Yes. Like I know this, and sure enough, they fucking delivered that package at like 8 p.m. And I was like, you poor bastards. <laughs> so I have some sympathy for them, but also they're crooks. Yeah, just don't be crooks. Uh, if you. If you just were like, "Hey, uh, your delivery's been delayed," I almost nothing. Okay. I, almost nothing I order off the internet is an emergency. I wouldn't order it off the internet if it was an emergency. Yeah, I like, would go I, get it. I'm not the guy who has like I don't have those Amazon dash buttons. Yeah, so I'm not like in the bathroom and I hitting the dash button for toilet paper and going, <laughs> "Boy, I hope this gets here soon." I, plus, I hope I left the door unlocked. I want to need him to come in and give it to me. I'm down, I'm down to my last roll here, so I got. Well, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna. Boy, I hope this thing gets here real soon. And yeah, you can, can you hear just, me shouting. The door, it's unlocked. Can you? I just need you to come in for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm in the. Ba- I'm in the back. I always crap with the door open when no one's home, so it's fine. 
<laughs> it's no problem. Just come, just come just on in. Come right in. Just throw me the box. I can open it in here. I'll find something to open yeah, it. But so, I need so I'm not that guy. In general, when I order something, the difference between two or three or even five days is not a big deal. That's what I'm saying. So it's never that I'm, I have lost out on something that I need immediately. It's just the thought exercise of what's happening with these fuckers. What are they doing to me? And why are they doing they, it to me? You said the package was here. It's not here, et cetera. That's yeah. right. By the way, I know we're in the middle of mailbag, but that's all vamping anyway. I actually want to hear about the Halloween party. Do you want to do that now or later? Oh, uh, Ryan had a big Halloween party. Okay. Uh, he has it every year. Some years I go and some years I don't. And the reason for that is that this is one of those don't come if you're not wearing a costume parties. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. But like, um, also, it's not. Because <laughs> you're not that into costumes. Well, yeah, here's the thing is I'm not an actor. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't have a performance. Like, I, okay. All right. This is a podcast that we're doing now. It's going to go out live to the world. We are. Actually, this is a live show. There, there, yes. Live from Fort Nasty, everybody. <laughs> there is. There is in some. I shouldn't have said live. There is it's in some. It's 6.50 Central some, Time. Some sense. There is some meaningful sense in which I guess this is a performance. But, like, I'm not going to a party to show you my cool costume and be like, yeah, this is. I'm do. I'm going to be this guy today. I'm yeah. gonna be oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a Method? dinosaur or whatever. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. Right? I'm a dinosaur today. And, and in fact, I've, uh, in the past, Ryan has had guests at his party who did not break character. Oh, and it's the worst thing. Yeah. So it's like I'm going to this party to hang out with my cool friends, not to um, enter a costume contest that has eight different categories. There were a lot of categories. Six, six people. Oh God, you've seen it. Marjan and I went one year. Oh, okay. Yeah, we went one year. You weren't there. We no. We, that was the one where we got there and Ryan opened the door and seemed just so surprised that we were there. And we yeah. were like, "Hey, dude, we were invited." <laughs> so why why are you so shocked? They invite a lot of people. Yeah, they invite a lot. They're very um, they're very gracious hosts. Yes, they absolutely. like to host parties, and good for them because that's where I see my friends. Yeah, and I like their yard set up and all that. It's cool. Uh, it's it's gotten even better. They had a whole thing this time. They had uh, they had cornhole. Yeah, um, but it was spooky cornhole. I forget what made it spooky. I think there was a big purple spider on the wall behind the <laughs> cornhole target. I was say, like normally that. on Halloween, spooky is either spiders or spider webs. Yeah, but they didn't like they didn't make some custom cornhole beanbag covers that were like ghosts or bats or anything Throw it but into like the ghost's mouth anyway they had the cornhole set up and they had uh, something called pumpkin pong that was like a beer pong game but with uh, jack-o'-lanterns that you were throwing them into okay. and um you know they had their bar outside it was a whole thing it was uh, good as usual uh i cannot imagine putting that much effort into a party and again what how did you go dressed uh, so on Tuesday, when the exterminator was here, I had to get out of the house for an hour. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it happened that towards the end of that hour, Katie and Krista were going to dinner and then Daiso. Oh. So I went with them. And uh, at Daiso, I found some, uh, they already had their Christmas stuff up, and I found some, some uh, reindeer, reindeer antler headband. Nice. And I said, I turned to Chris and I said, if I wear this and my ugly Christmas sweater, can I just come to your party? As Christmas? As a guy whose calendar is broken. Okay. And she said, yeah. Should have been a time traveler, but the kind, it's like a seven days kind of time travel. You could only go at like two months ahead. 
And Katie bought a witch hat and um, had a black dress. There you go. And uh, she put more effort into it than that. She picked jewelry that she thought was witchy. Oh, she was a real witchy woman. Yeah, kind of a real witchy woman, for sure. Uh, so the good news is you don't have to wear a good costume. To gain And injury, I guess yeah. it's fair to me, like, I would not go to the Halloween party not in costume. I want to honor the rules. Yeah, yeah. It's fair to say uh, this is what you want at this party. I will do this. But it's nice that they really let you in with the minimum amount of effort. And then you can just hang out with your friends, which is what you're there for. I am the same way because we are of the same father. Um, and mother. I just want that to be clear. But it's really because we're of the same father. That uh, I have no problem honoring everybody's social rules. I'm also not sociable. Right. So I will not come in most cases. But if I go, I will follow the rules. And uh, when we went to that one, Marjan had put a lot of work into Halloween, the the costumes, because she always does. And we were characters from um, uh, fucking uh, Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. That turned out pretty well. But um, but I remember that being a good night, so I was curious about how it went. But sounds good. I think it went well. I think attendance was a lower than they were expecting. Like this year's stuff just came up and uh also their Halloween party is usually not a kids party. Yeah. And increasingly that's limiting for people. <laughs> sure. As we all get older and more and more of our friends have children. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to say that it's a fuck fest, although <laughs> there was a dude naked in the hot tub when I left. I'm not going to say oh, who. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, why are we doing hot tub stuff again? You know this is going to make Ryan really upset. Uh, Here's why. Because he would not stop talking about it towards the end of the night. <laughs> about go, go in my hot tub. Don't you want to get in the ball soup? Ah, so he was he uh, was really keeping it going. Yeah, he he was really keeping it going. So I don't mind doing another round on this. There was a naked dude in your hot tub, Ryan. No. There you go. You heard it here second, I He's guess. He's going to be mad like, uh, like I violated a code by saying that. But uh, you yeah. let it happen. Yeah, what happens in the hot tub stays in the hot tub. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Nah, we live in civilization. <laughs> All right. Back to my I was good, but I was out so late. We left his house at 2 in the morning, and I'm so old now. Yeah, and like you said, work's been a real bitch. Yep. Yep. On the uh, 26th, Ryan wrote in, at Brother Date, I tend to enjoy Call of Duty games that take place in the present or past, not into sci-fi FPS. There's some good sci-fi FPS out there. It's just not Call of Duty. Yeah, I agree. There was one I played. I don't remember what what it was called, but there was like fucking rocket packs and shit, and you could jump 100 feet in the air. And... Also, this dude played so much Halo. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. well, Maybe, maybe... it's because he, he played it for the story mode, and that he feels is different. Well, maybe. like Didn't he say Call of Duty games in the present or past? Maybe he has the same problem that we have, that Call of Duty didn't do it well. Yeah, I think they didn't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they're not, I'm not into what they're laying down with that. Because I played that one that I was talking about for a little while, and I was actually kind of decent at it, but it was not, wasn't just give doing me, it. Just give me 10 more during the Vietnam War. Yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. World War II was fine, too, even though it seemed like, um, I don't know, Saving Private Ryan came out, and then every game that came after that just seems like Saving Private Ryan, the video game. Is just, it because all of them start on D-Day? Is that why? Here's the thing. Don't don't try to do the whole war. Yeah. Just give me... Just give me... Next Call of Duty, just do Guadalcanal. Yeah, let's do some island hopping. Just, just Guadalcanal. Just that one campaign. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty good. Like, that's fine. 
But what do you need? Don't give us some weird on rails naval naval or air aspect. Just keep it on the No, ground. no, leave that out. Leave that out entirely. Keep it in in the the swamps and shit. I assume they got swamps. Yeah, it's all tropical. On the 27th, uh Marjan is getting political. Oh. That's that's her natural state. But also but also musical. <laughs> Oh, I see. Now I'm figuring out what she included Brother Date on. Okay. <laughs> I did not realize that she had done that. I thought she might, but I didn't know. Okay. So she uh, she sent a tweet with a link to a Dead Milkman song. By the way, we decided over the weekend that she is actually the world's biggest Dead Milkman fan. I mean... She likes like all the songs. She's a much bigger Dead Milkman fan than me. She I likes- think they have their place, but I'll be honest... When you, you know that thing where you get in your car and it just starts playing something and you're like, what, how is it picking what to play and why did it pick this song? When it's a Dead Milkman song, I do tend to skip it. Yeah, me too. But she will, she like loves, this will tell you how strong her fandom is. She loves Bitchin' Camaro. Loves it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it does have that fucking intro. The horrible improv intro that is, that they're both bad at. Both guys are bad at it. Anyway. Yeah. What did she tweet? I don't remember. Uh, so so she tweeted, uh, surprisingly relevant. Okay. Uh, and then a link to the YouTube video for the Dead Milkman song, Right Wing Pigeons. So let's hear a little bit about it. I don't think it's particularly relevant because it's from 1986, but we'll see. And yeah, I, I think that's her point. 30 years on, still relevant. Oh, is that they've predicted it? Yes, she does seem to think they're soothsayers or something. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe I won't play it. This tablet does not seem happy. <laughs> Say, are, we, are we muting an ad? What's happening? Is it Shrimp Your no, Way? Oh, guys, because I decided I would just play it because I have this song on my tablet. Bro, is it Lobster Fest? No, dog. <laughs> I'm not even on yet. I didn't even load YouTube. Uh, oh, well. Well, it's not a good song. How about that? Everyone play it at home. Right wing pigeons. Not good. <laughs> but it's about a guy in the White House who uh just don't care. Just, he uh just buys guns and dyes his hair. Dyes like his hair, that. something like that. Now what could make him act this way? Yeah. Said he's a right wing pigeon from outer space. Anyway. <clears throat> Oh, it decided it would play. This is what I always talk about with Marjan. The Dead Milkman is a concept group. They come up with a concept and then badly execute it. That's right. Well, okay. It's not even grammatical. No, I couldn't tell whether it was on purpose or not. They just buy guns and watch his TV. The lady in Detroit owns a can of mace. Got pissed at my brother, so she sprayed it in his face. Now what could make her think that I don't that one's probably what not what she meant. Probably the guns part. Right wing pigeon from outer 
Oof. <sighs> Oof. <laughs> Good thing they're all short. The man in the White House who just don't care. The star's little kid. Now, star's little kids. I mean, all right. Boy, I think we get the point. I don't think uh, I can take anyway. <laughs> then she said, uh, also this one at Brother Date, care to discuss hashtag, hashtag social commentary. Let's hear a little bit of this other song that she picked, which is even shorter. Okay. <laughs> sure. It's not quality. No, and this song is so like the laundromat song that I always think the next lines are soap and bleach and laundry are the words I use at the laundromat. laundromat. (laughs) So. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, the the shit they were mad about in the 80s does seem to be coming to pass. Does that suggest that we have gotten even stupider in the last 20 years? Probably. Yes, and I think especially that first one, the right wing pigeons one about. the guns yes, in the dyeing his hair is lucky. Now, dying that was a shot at Reagan. For sure it was a shot at Ronald Reagan. Yes, but I think the guns part is what That he was, was dyeing his hair black, right? Yes. Now, it just turns out that we've got a, a guy with even wilder hair now. Well, the wildest. The wildest hair. Yeah. Uh, that's how he got And that his starving of children is more intentional and less than a matter of uh, policy. <laughs> yes. And again, that if everyone has a gun, then they won't have crooks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that all that all applies. In the second one, my point to her was uh, for violent school that they would actually have to be soothsayers because there wasn't that a spate of school shootings in the eighties. No, they and had also, a cool idea. What was that part about twenty people stranded on a desert <laughs> isle? Yeah, or the part, and then about, they all shoot each other. The part, the part about rioting in Manhattan or whatever. But like, like, oh, I get it. You just saw Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, violence rules. Guns are cool, and we've got guns in our school. I think they just thought it sounded nice. It did. Yeah. Yeah. The, Again, to another Akewood, this is the uh, insouciant title prem- uh, tale wagging the strength of premise dog. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So, yeah, so I, that, we disagree on the um, on the messaging of that song, but yeah. maybe Right Wing Pigeon still has some staying power. But I, I, it's not up there with Marvin Gaye or whatever. Now, this is an album that has a laundromat song. Yeah nutrition sure and the only dead milkman song i genuinely like okay you, you know what it is oh yeah <laughs> dean's dream very stream of consciousness but again they're high concept let's just talk about a weird dream
Love that Philadelphia accent. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not so politically relevant, no. but it does contain, it does begin with the lines, a Friday night cooking show with a horse meat dish. <laughs> I had to stay in the freezer all Thursday Eve talking to that horse. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a pretty good one. I also like Silly Dreams. I like both Dream songs. The one about yeah. how his g- girlfriend <laughs> told him not to feed the cat tuna or it would throw up. Long music break. Get Long back from the music, music break. break. I fed it tuna and it I threw fed up. fed them tuna <laughs> and they threw up. For hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and then he describes the vomit. So yes. Yes. Those are the ones that I like too. Uh, as long as we're going for concepts. Ones like... Um, Born to Love Volcanoes. Not, yep, that's a no. very good one. No, I don't know. I don't how the lady on that. PBS looks just like a volcano with her brown, or red hair and brown dress. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm not into. How I'm about not into uh, Bad Party? Um, ones where they just went, hey, what's an idea for a song? I don't know. I don't. Um, I went to a bad party, and then they just crap out a song. Uh, um, what about I Don't Want to Be on the Beach? No fun. No fun. Yeah, not a great song. Okay. <laughs> So you, what about what about um, spit sink? No, that's not a good one either. Um, I'm just looking at these. What about taking ours to the zoo? No, you can't do that anymore. They don't let you do that anymore. No. They don't let you like do all the impressions and everything. That's not what's hot on the street anymore. Every time she tries to talk about their um, their their social leanings and how great they are. I remind her about taking ours because that's to the zoo. That's not a good, that's not a good look. It's not so much. No. Uh, but she does always tell me that she really likes that big lizard, that she wants to be friends with that big lizard on the cover. Oh yeah. She thinks he's cute. Yeah. He's a thick boy for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, then let's see. Um, just a mere 22 hours ago, you oh. tweeted, at first, just into the ether. Yes, I was very confused. I wanted somebody, kind of like when Will Ferrell wanted to know if it was a fever dream when he ate those children. <laughs> when he ate those two kids, yeah. Um, I wanted to know if what I'd seen was real. Bush performing Come Down at the NFL halftime show in Buffalo was one of the greatest moments of 19... 2018? Yeah, I was just... Did this happen? I was scanning around and happened to catch like the last minute of the first half of the NFL, the Monday Night Football game. And then they're like, part of our ongoing concert series presented by fucking uh, Hyundai Genesis or something. I don't know what the hell was was the sponsor. Uh, We always have such great bands. And this week uh, from Niagara Falls, we have Bush. And then it... And I was like, what? And then it... it, Sure enough, right there, Niagara Falls, old... They first zoom in on an old old man drummer, and then they cut out, and there's old man Hitmaker himself, and they're doing Come Down. Someone just took video of this on their phone. Yeah, and I was like, in what boardroom? Was this guys? We can get. I got good news. We can get Bush. You know who's hot on the streets? Remember that great band from 1995, Bush? They're really hot. And by the way, only their songs from 1995 still hot. Not like a new uh, song or a new. No, album. look, I, yeah, I don't want to get. He's gonna want to do some new shit. No, 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 no. He agreed to do either <laughs> Come Down or Everything Zen. He's desperate to be. Uh, on Everything the TV. Zen has the word asshole in it, <laughs> and we can't really warp it in real time. Yeah, shit. 
Yeah, I was like, I just sat there watching it for a while going, is this a real, is this a real fucking thing? Live from they, Niagara Falls, Bush doing come down at the NFL halftime show for Monday Night Football. Yeah, normally when you play an artist from 20 years ago, they had a bigger impact than Bush. Yeah, Bush disappeared shortly after that. I was, uh, I could not understand what was happening. I still kind of can't. I don't know what happened. Wish someone could help me with this. I'd be like, ah, oh, oh, Doc, do you think next week they'll have um, Pot USA doing Mach 5? <laughs> Gotta tune into that. Tune in to see that. From their album 2. <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, that came out a long time ago. Like, wow. So confused. Oh, so troubled. And they looked old. I mean, they looked like they were hot 20 years ago. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I know we have a 90s, uh, a 90s power band hour. power hour. I don't want to get too too deep here, but like... <laughs> It just I, it always makes me chuckle to myself, sometimes to Marjan, that that guy was immediately nicknamed the Hitmaker. Yes. Don't you have to have like a career? Like, don't you have to last? You can't be the Hitmaker for one ra- for one record. Like, there was definitely a hot minute where someone's like, "What's on the chart this week?" Uh, Everything is Zen by Bush. Yeah. Also, uh, this is a call by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, first of all. That, that's a novelty song. And that's yeah. a novelty band. That's right. Did they, you hear he's him only... say fingernails are pretty? Also, he's like, only hot sooner or later, Nirvana. the Nirvana goodwill is going to wear off, yeah. right? Damn. But this Bush, I'm telling you. <laughs> they got two or three great songs. I'm telling you, this is a really good album. And it's like Razor Blade Suitcase came out and everyone went, oh, never mind. Oh, oh okay. Never mind then. <laughs> but the hit maker, I just I laugh about it all the time. You gotta, you gotta, I think you gotta wait on that one. You can't call them it. That's like when uh, Oasis's like first record came out, and everyone's like, "They're the new Beatles." It's the new Beatles. It's like, no, but just because they're from there, that's not enough. You can't it's, do that well, because he's deliberately wearing round rimmed glasses. <laughs> yeah. They got like '90s bowl cuts as opposed to late '60s bowl because cuts because he's attempting to evoke John Lennon. Yeah, it's not. Guys, you're you're playing right into his his game. It was rough. It was a rough time in the nineties. People were desperate to like have icons. Maybe after yeah. COVID. We just died. wanted just something. Yeah. Just something. Anything at all. Yeah, uh, that's wild. Do you and you know what happened, right? They were like, Well, what's uh who's who's hot right now? And they're like, Well, Cardi B, and then a bunch of white guys with face tattoos <laughs> rapping. Right. Yeah, a lot of mumblecore. And then all the old whites looked around at each other and said, "Well, is there a rock band?" Do, do people? And then someone had good to look at them and roll. Someone had to look at them and say, "No, nope, not in a long no, time. No, there isn't. It's been a while. We're gonna have to dig. I mean, we can see what the guy from Bush is doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I do." I'm not. All right, I just got off the phone with him. He said he won't play glycerine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but he's agreed. Okay, don't worry about it. I negotiated. He's agreed to play. Come he said Down. he'd do one song, and he chooses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was in a tank top. It was really weird. I had to hire a PI to find the guy. He he's was... just gonna. He's just gonna paste that money onto the wall. <laughs> that's right. I'm glad that we turned Gavin Rossdale into, into Sting because really that seems appropriate. Was he just like, like except... a generation later Sting? Well, except Without for the part the where Sting power. had about 15 more hits after he left the police. How come no one called the... Sting the hitmaker? 
Well, they should have. Let's just start and doing they, that. You know what it was? Because you only get one nickname, and he already <laughs> made us use his nickname. That's right. He picked it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have you one You only get to be Sting and something else. Plus, his weird thing was tantric sex. So then it's like, well. I'll have one nickname, and I'll choose and it. And I'll choose. He chose Sting. So there you go. <laughs> but from now on, we should call him the Hitmaker, because that's better. It's a shame that they're, the brunching shuttlecocks no longer exists because I feel like there could be a comic strip series where Sting was constantly saying he would do one thing and he'd choose it. <laughs> that feels right right at that level of uh, internet comedy. I miss Sting. Uh, he's still alive. He claps real weird. I'm sure you've seen that video. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen his clapping video mixed up with Kawhi Leonard's laughing video. Yeah. Which is a good one, too. Everyone Google Sting clapping. If you haven't seen this shit... He don't, he's so used to being clapped at, he don't know how to do it himself. <laughs> Say, how long do you think it's been since Sting was a regular person? It's, uh, well, a very since, long since time. 1978 or thereabouts, so that's a long time now, basically 40 it's years. It's been a long time. He don't know what people do. Um, One time they played Fenway when I lived right next to Fenway, and uh, there was a, a limo out on the street, and I said to Marjan, kind of in the vein of, oh, it must be Burt Reynolds or something. Uh, oh, it must be Sting. But now every time I see a limo anywhere on the street, I have to say, must be Sting. And it was a joke that didn't make her laugh the first time. Right. I cannot uh, imagine the next Like, 4, no one laughs times. every time I say, must be Burt Rounds or something when I see a limo. Yeah, it's sort of exactly like that. So yeah, the next 4,000 times I've done it must be must have been pretty tough for her. I, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> there are things that make me laugh that don't make anybody else laugh. But that won't stop me from doing them or saying. Look, I miss I miss Sting too. I'm sure we've done it on this show where I just play Fortress Around Your Heart and I love the part where the trumpet in the way in the back goes. Just <laughs> like, why is it so quiet? They mix be proud that of way trumpet. down. Probably an English horn, probably not even a trumpet. Yeah. Was that it? Was that mailbag? That's the mailbag. You did confirm by playing that YouTube video that someone had recorded of their television that that actually happened. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, you know, I didn't find, like, no one bothered to rip it off of a DVR. A guy held his phone up to his TV. No, that's probably because he couldn't believe it was happening. (laughs) He was just in the moment going, no, 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 no. What? See, I'm not kidding. In those moments, I really do want to be taken through the process. I want to know every step of what happened there. Because it you must want at be least an a, you want an oral story. history of it at least. <laughs> yes, I want the ringer to do an oral history of that. Yeah, because I I just need to know the details on that one. Um, I'm down for a good oral history most of the time. Yeah, I I, the, I sent you one last week or whatever. The ringer did uh, did one for the Rockets and Lakers brawl that I thought was pretty good. I sent it to you because think... it had a fallout joke in it. Oh, yeah. That I mean that wasn't that wasn't really an oral history. No, it was like a that was witness kind of a, account. A, a breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, an eyewitness breakdown about that. That was cool though. That had that line in it that you liked where he said if as a red hot chili peppers fan, I don't he ever doesn't ever feel the way I, don't I felt. Wanna, I don't ever want to feel that day. the way the way I did that day. <laughs> Like I did that day. Like I did that day. I don't even want to feel like I did that day. Anthony Kiedis got ejected. <laughs> he said, and as a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Yeah, sometimes the ringer has some, some pretty tight writing. That worked for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope that that came to him naturally and that he didn't have to go like, oh, famous Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. <laughs> That's right. I got to make a line here. 
There's, I know there's a joke here about Anthony Kiedis. Uh, let's see, Californication. What can I do with that? That's a song, right? Yeah, did he give it give it away? Did he give it away now? Give it give it away? <laughs> God damn it! All I can remember from that song is "Got a Baby Elephant Vacuum Cleaner," and that's from the Weird Al version. <laughs> the Hitmaker, Weird Al. Yeah, still more appropriate than Gavin Rossdale. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a place on our 90s Power Hour. I almost feel like we should do the 90s Power Hour because we've been talking about it, but I don't know if that need, requires any prep from you or not. Uh, it doesn't require a huge amount of prep. I do have to open that enormous document and yeah, get my is, bearings. It is ginormous. Well, you have to let's think fucking of, take a look. Let's yeah, take a look. You'll have to think of groups. That's the hard part. Uh, it's not that hard. <laughs> there were, turns uh, out there uh, were a million. What's hard will be confirming that the group I have just thought of is not already on the list because <laughs> right. it's... It's a huge it. list now. For instance, I noticed the primitive radio gods is on here. Oh boy, that's uh, I hate them. They yeah. must be pretty low. Yeah, they're forty-eight <laughs> out of fifty. I have to open that up again. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get this thing open. I'll play the uh, theme song here because there is one for '90s band Power Hour. Oh sweet. Okay. Hang on. No, it's fine. I'm I got to turn my tablet back up. '90s band Power. Mm. I do like the 8-bit version of that song. Uh, yeah, it is. It is good. It is good there. Uh, let's see. So, just to... Let's just do a quick rundown here. Currently at the top of the 90s band Power Hour is the band Cake. Yep. I don't regret it. And, uh... I mean, we talked no, about it in our 11, deep cuts, how, how important some of those records are. So, At number 11, we have the Cranberries. Yeah, R.I.P. All the Cranberries 21 died. Is, 21 is Whole. Okay, all right. 31, we've got Filter. Boy, they I didn't like them very much. At 41, the Refreshments. I think they mainly didn't care. They meant nothing to me because I didn't, I didn't really have an opinion about the Refreshments. Yeah. And sitting at number 50, we have the Butthole Surfers. So, Butthole Surfers, Smash Mouth, Primitive Radio Gods, Tool, Urge Overkill, White Zombie. These are the lower level. Even though this is all based on my opinions, I will say Butthole Surfers at 50 is fair. (laughs) So, let's talk about the Dandy Warhols. Okay, do a quick scan, make sure they're not on here. Yes. Uh, they did that one, not if you were the last junkie on Earth. That's them, right? Uh, yeah, yes. This is the one where heroin is so passe? Yeah. Um, I wasn't the world's biggest fan of that song. But, I like, for instance, just scanning this list, I definitely like it more than Tonic. Because Tonic <laughs> okay. makes me mad. Tonic, you well, for so so for some of these bands, I had to put the name of a song so that you'd remember who they were. <laughs> Which I, I actually really appreciate it because if so, you would ask me without this list what song Tonic did, I'd go, I don't know, one of the shitty ones. Yeah. So on this list, it is listed as forty-two Tonic. If you could only see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucking hate that song. Um, <clears throat> so they're definitely going to come in above 42. Yeah, uh, boy, I feel like I found a really good spot for them not that far above, though. I feel like right under the Verve pipe, for me, looks like a okay. good spot. So, not so much as even Primus. No. 
No, again, okay. Primus, the one thing I appreciated was that they were clearly going for a thing. It was a terrible sound that I didn't enjoy, but they were, like, going for a thing. I wouldn't be able to tell you what the Dandy Warhols were going for, other than late KOME-era nonsense. Then, uh, here's a band I've never really been able to keep straight mm. from the Dandy Warhols in my head. Okay. Harvey Danger. Uh, they Are they already on here? I'm checking. Yeah, they're on here at 45. Well, fuck me. <laughs> it's all right. That's, we should have done more prep. Sorry, that's my mistake. Um, then, uh, what about the band? Wait, I have to make sure I remember the name of this band correctly. Okay. Because uh, it doesn't seem like enough to be a band. Uh, oh, let me see if they're already on here. Uh, and just to let everyone know, there there's like a, a chick rock tier. That was in here that I, I the, that seven Gary three looks like they're right in the middle of. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad there's still seven Gary three in here. This seven spelled with a seven and three spelled with a three is the first that's letter. Our, that's our seven Gary three cover band. <laughs> seven Gary three. Um. <clears throat> Anyway, because the, there was like Veruca Salt and Natalie Merchant and the Breeders and Hole and Elastica were like all stuck together for a while, and I have peppered some dudes into there. So, so um, what about the band Sponge? Mm, they did the Wax Ecstatic. They did do Wax Ecstatic. I remember that. Um, boy, remember when that song first came out? I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. And yeah, it, hey, so this is something. Had kind it's of almost like something. The wild guitar up front that wasn't good enough to be like a riff. It's just noise, but it was something. Uh, and then it's got the weird pre-chorus. I don't know what to call yes, that. Yes, because this song is called Wax Ecstatic to Sell Angelina. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that part of the song was kind of like, okay, all right, we're doing something here. And then the... Angelina, where's your podcast? I never knew what he was saying. I'm not sure that that's how he actually sounds. <laughs> Angelina, where's your podcast? He might have said that. I don't know. I thought I said forecast, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember when it first came out. Yeah. First time I heard this on KOME, it was like, huh. A lot of attitude. Oh, it sounds very of its era. Yes. And this is sort of my point that as the years went by, I would go back to this and go, well, this wasn't very good. But so 90s. Still sucks. Oh, Where's your fix hunch? your hunchback? Oh, fix your hunchback. Something about a top hat. Oof. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I would put them ahead of garbage. So 35, so, they'd be the new Garbage 35. is 35. So now right above Garbage is Liz Fair. Yep. I do you s- like any Liz Fair songs, or do you just remember Supernova? I remember Supernova and that it didn't offend me. <laughs> well, that's about all you can ask <laughs> that's, for, isn't yeah, it? I mean, That's how you get to number 34 on this list. 
Um, they just love white zombies down there at 47. They are the astro creeps. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> but I did hear Dragula the other day. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that, All right. Well, I, this I, is a song about the monster's car. That probably is the strongest recommendation of white zombies oh yeah that was all i could give it was okay okay <laughs> this is better than that other one yeah they um well they're number 47 so i guess that kind of speaks for itself <laughs> so okay so sp- sponge on the strength of that one song i'm assuming you don't know any others Oh, God, no. No, no, no. I think, didn't uh, we get the record out of the bargain bin? But I don't think there was anything else good on it that I remember. Yeah, came up pretty high there. So now um, let's talk about a different genre entirely. I want to know where Squirrel Nut Zippers is. Oh, this came up not that long ago, some months ago, when I just happened to see on the internet that this day in whatever year, 1996, Hell was released. Um... Sure was. Again, they were the only ones uh, in the swing revival, or whatever that we were calling that, <clears throat> that I didn't mind, because they were clearly going for weird first, and the the swing thing was like just a flavor of weird for them. They wanted to be weird. And then after that, everyone's like, oh, now it's okay to like swing music. And then we had to deal with the fucking big bad voodoo daddies and the fucking Brian Setzer Orchestra and shit like that. <clears throat> yeah, these guys wanted to be weird. I would say so. I mean, come on. <laughs> Also, are they doing uh, fake Ricky Ricardo voices? Yes, their voice is clearly put on. I think we looked it up and these guys are from, like, Georgia or Carolina or something. Um, it's always hard to... There were so many one-hit wonders. I guess there are in every era, but there were so many 90s one-hit wonders, and I never know what to do with it. They clearly never had another song. I'm not aware of another one, and I kind of don't want to be aware of another one. <laughs> no, this is plenty, really. Um, yeah, but we, we're at, this is the 53rd entry on the list, so we're in one hit wonder territory. Yeah. Um, I still like it better than Filter. (laughs) I think it, I think (laughs) it's going to be in the top 30. I think it passes Candlebox and Collective Soul. (laughs) I've never really been that into Rage Against the Machine. Soul Asylum sucked. Boy, I think they're falling in in the yes yeah, somewhere in these mid twenties. Mm, I don't think they match the steel drum of Jane's Addiction though. Oh, that steel drum was fairly good. I think I might put them below Fastball and ahead of Soul Asylum. Oh wow! So this is you like this is better than Runaway Train for you. This was weird, and it holds up as weird. You like you listen to it, you go nope, still weird. It's not like you listen to it like twenty five, thirty years later or whatever, and down the line and go, eh, this was nothing. No, they were weirdos. So I feel like if we're litigating squirrel nut zippers, we have to do cherry poppin' daddies at the same time. I don't like the cherry poppin' daddies. I'm sorry? I don't like them. No, me either. All right, which one was them anyway? Which one did they do? Zoot Suit Riot. Fuck me. I hate them. 
I hate them. Yeah. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I like how the toadies found themselves all the way down there because the lead singer is very clearly a real life rapist and probably. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. He's for yeah, sure yeah, a bad yeah, guy. Yeah. Also, listen, I never loved Possum Kingdom. <laughs> no, that's not good. Um, but it uh, was disturbing to watch that video. Oh, wow. You found someone who's clearly in this 50 plus territory. <laughs> because Urge Overkill is another one for me that is mainly just, they weren't anything to me. <laughs> but Tool, Primitive Radio God, Smash Mouth, and Butthole Surfers, I am not fond of. And this is where Cherry Pop and Daddies is going to live for It you. is in here. Oh, boy. If that dude ever sees this list, he's going to go down from top to bottom. When he hits Squirrel Nut Zippers at number 27, it's in my territory. Like, All right, I'm in with a chance. Yeah. He will. You will never be able to explain to him why he's in the fifties. It's going to be very sad for him when he realizes that he broke the butthole surfer's floor, and that he's. Oh no! He's at the days at the very last. Because <laughs> I cannot tell you how, at the time, and even more so in recollection, how disappointing it was that everyone <laughs> was on board for this this form of music that even old people thought was boring. <laughs> Like, I, I still don't get it. There were, like, people who'd go to school dances in zoot suits. Yeah. It, it had a moment. Marjan and I knew somebody who did. Oh, no. Um, And it's like, what was everyone doing? Because it was very apparent at the time that that was a, a terrible decision. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they are, they, I hate them. I hate them. Whites, I think, uh, speaking as one, <laughs> love any excuse where there's a dance they can learn. Sure. <laughs> That's fair. This is why that very mediocre Beyonce song, Single Ladies, was so big. Uh, yeah. Because it had a dance. It was it was dance-oriented. It was one yeah. of those um, dance performance videos. It's like about her 20th best song, but that's fine. It's not amazing. I would put it below many, um, I almost said Gemini's Twin, Destiny's Child songs. <laughs> No, Gemini's Twin was the SNL version. <laughs> Gemini's Twin was Maya Rudolph and um, uh, who was the other one in that? I, I don't, don't know, know, but they saw some some Frankenstein's one time. <laughs> they did in a Halloween themed version. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, one hit wonders. Uh, I want to know where you put Danzig. Oh, okay. Well, that's not so bad. Danzig is okay. He's all right. Well, because there's just the one song. Yeah. If someone made you listen to another Danzig <laughs> song, would you say, no, stop. I, I've i heard mean, the one. It's possible. I never even really minded Mother. I think it's kind of dynamic as a song. There's kind of a lot well, that happens in there. There is, there is, you're right that there are changes in the, <laughs> in the mood of the song. Um... Wow, I never really thought about Danzig fitting into the 90s. Um, right, he definitely was, right? Now, the song is called Mother 93 because it's track 93 <laughs> on the record, but that's about the time it came out also. Right. Also, he had a star churn in um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Aqua Teen Hunger Force as when the he only guy house. who would buy the house whose walls were bleeding all the time. <laughs> um, hmm. Mother 93. That's a tough one. Again, another one of these ones where it's like, okay, they had the one song. I didn't mind the one song. Where the hell do they go? Um, Danzig. 
Uh, well, you know what? Let's just slot them in right behind the squirrel nut zippers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Today, I feel like there's a there might be a distinct tier starting at Soul Asylum. <laughs> okay, Where that's I look, interesting. I look at Soul Asylum and then I go, well, I didn't like those. Mm. Soul Asylum, Rage Against the Machine, Candlebox, Collective Soul. Like filter. all the way to Sponge, I just go, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like them. I think that's very fair. Um, Dishwalla. Oh, no, no. They count only blue cars. I hated that a lot. That was one of the most boring songs ever on the radio, and for some reason it was on the radio every 38 minutes. It really was. Well, you found another one I really hate. And I try to think, do I hate it because I really hate that song or because it was just drilled into my fucking brain? Um, <laughs> I mean, you need a pop filter for it. your microphone. Sorry. <laughs> it's nice that you're now the one who dramatically sighs into the microphone, though. That used to I mean, be my job. It's got one. I'm squeezing it. It's, okay. it's got one. It did. I guess it didn't work. Oh man, boy! To me, they're they're in primitive radio god's territory. Um, I guess it's good that the part of the song that everyone remembers and knows, and the best part of the song isn't just a sample of something else. So that's positive. Um, yeah, that really sucks for primitive radio gods, where it's just like, oh man, I could, I might could get into BB King. Well, <laughs> right. I'll just keep listening to this. I guess. I think I'm gonna put. Dishwalla ahead of Tool, but okay. below Urge Overkill. So, because I have a... that cover of "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon." <laughs> yes. Why don't we know that that's please... all you know them? Can Bob? you just put that in the notes though, so I remember in the future? Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you just parentheses? Yeah, thank you. That's helpful. Uh, yeah, because I really do have a visceral reaction to Dishwalla. It's uh, that song was played entirely too much. Um, well then, give me Joan Osborne. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that either. Um, but not with the same kind of fire. That feels more like Soul Asylum territory. Um, because I did not like that, that, um, What If God Was One of Us Yes, the Dishwala is also, Kenny Blue Cars is also a Musings on God song. Though they uh, very pointedly make God a woman in it. Almost, it feels self-congratulatory, although I don't think it necessarily was. No, it feels like it. Yeah, it definitely feels like it. Uh, I definitely like Joan Osborne less than I like Liz Fair, and less than I like Sponge, too. I feel like we start to get in there around Garbage and Primus and PJ Harvey. Uh, Let's, uh, let's put him in, let's put Joan Osborne in behind Primus. Now, she never had what another a, hit either, right? What about Bucktooth, Alaskan songstress Jewel? Oh, all right. Okay. She was weird too, but in a way that for some reason in the 90s was okay. Yeah. She sang like a weirdo. Oh, and everyone was so, everyone loved the, her, her backstory about how she had to sleep in her car because she was a real artist or whatever. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. I'm just trying she to wrote get myself. poetry. Get myself back into the mid '90s again here, uh, mentally and emotionally. So she had um, 
the first song was um you were meant for me yeah you were meant for me and then she had another one with a real foolish games is that what that one was called wasn't it yes because wicked game is as we've discovered <laughs> chris isaac is he on the list i don't know because he's gonna go up high. we've talked about how much we love that song <laughs> that song's great um I am going to put the songstress Jewel. That's probably how we should put her in there so I remember who she is. Uh, I definitely like her more than Candlebox. Uh, By the way, I described her as Bucktooth. She's actually Snaggletooth. (laughs) Snaggletooth songstress Jewel. Well, she had to sleep in a car, all right? She didn't have money for dentists. Yeah. She's a real artist. So above Candlebox, so we're looking top 30. Yeah, we're getting in there. Ah, boy. We're going to be at 60 by the time we're done with this round. Yeah. So. Soul Asylum, not great. Do I like her as much as... Did I like her music as much as I enjoyed Mother 93? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a tough one. I think it's harmed by the fact that you know more than one of her songs in some ways. Yes, it is. I think maybe if it had just been the first one, then maybe it would be a little bit better. Because I don't think... Like, oh, I didn't hate You Were Meant For Me. I don't think It's Foolish not anything, Games but I didn't hate strong. it. strong. Um... Yeah, okay. Yeah, throw her in behind Danzig. All right. I wonder if that has ever gone head-to-head before. Mother 93 and uh, <laughs> either of her songs. There would have been a very brief period on KOME when you could have heard both of those back-to-back. Well, I feel like Mother got played throughout the era every once in a while. You'd hear Mother Yeah, on. it'd be a rare one. I you'd feel be like, like, oh, I remember this. I feel like when Jules' time went, it went. It went away. I invoked him. Where do you want to put Chris Isaac on this? On the strength of that one song, because I certainly did not enjoy uh, Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing or whatever that other one was. Yeah, but how many Biersch songs do you like? Well, I like Human Behavior. Okay. I like It's Oh So Quiet. Okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's fair. What you said was fair. Uh, Chris Isaac, the handsome Chris Isaac. Um, he looks like a rockabilly, but his music kind of isn't. God, I really like that song so much, though. Why is it so good? I know. I feel like I asked this the last time. Why is it so good, though? It's extremely good. It's just was uh, that engineered in a lab or something to be like so good? Yeah, scientists in a room. I think these are good scientists. <sighs> oh, that's why. <laughs> why am I ignoring the obvious? You know what kind of guitar I like. That kind. You like a slide? Yeah. Slide, steel, give it to me. Um. Good God. I'm boned out. This is the good stuff. The instrumentation is uh, very, very sparse. This song really makes a case for doing less with, uh, more with less. Yeah. And then letting him do his thing. So emotional. Chris Isaac. Well, I definitely like Chris Isaac more than I like Oasis. And probably more than I like Biersch, now that you pointed it out. Ooh. And probably more than I like No Doubt. I think it's under the... Yeah, Chris Isaac's at 12. He cannot match the Cranberries' R.I.P. Good for him. 
Look, that song, as we mentioned, engineered in a lab to be amazing. The song fucking bangs. Yeah. Um, one more, one that's more. That's the first time anyone's ever said that. Make it count. No, it's not true. <laughs> that is a bang yeah. for sure. Uh, we're going to make it count. Uh, because now is the time when I ask you about make it count like Amos Moses, Blues Traveler. Oh, we did make it count. <laughs> Run around, hook. Yeah, probably others. There was one sure, more. Do you need? I'm sure there was a, a third one. Um, Blues Traveler. I'm gonna uh, run around. Was I? Yeah, hook, the run around was fine. Hook was the fire at the time. Not only could he jam on that harmonica, but he sang so pretty. Yeah, and also he mentions Anne Boleyn. Yeah, I mean that was a little bit uh, pre BNL uh, white guy rock, not even rapping. Oh yeah. And by the way, it's just Paco Bell's Canon is the. Um, chord progression but who cares that's true well it's the hook dude and it brings you back do it go low I need to make some edits. <laughs> you got some edits? I got some edits. Change my mind <laughs> on a, on something. Okay. The cranberries, R.I.P.? Yeah. Um, I would like to have them up at... Uh, right behind... Um, right behind Nirvana. Oh, so they're moving up two spots. Yeah. And then where the cranberries are in between STP and Chris Isaac, that that's where yeah. you can put Blues Traveler. Is he doing harmonica yet? God, fuck no. <laughs> it's going to be so good when it happens. There have only been one or two people ever who could play the harmonica that sounded better than when you just pull it up. The, well, this is my my thought about this, is that there's only two kinds of harmonica. Right. There's Blues Traveler. Which sounds like someone knows how to play it. And then there's everyone else. Everyone else on the planet. Who just it takes like, like pulled it out of the box. minutes to play the harmonica as good as everyone in the world but this guy does exactly right but john popper does and that's worth something that's something because so many people use the harmonica yeah everyone everyone is so happy to fucking trot it out and do their one little thing and you're like buddy here he goes come on he briefly made the harmonica cool Weed leaves. <laughs> and then the, this bad bare naked ladies bit here. Um, yeah, it'd be like, can you imagine if it just everyone in every song had a cello, but like not one person could play it? 
<laughs> they were just hitting random ass fucking notes, and you were just like, "Great, <laughs> thanks for that." But and, and listen, artists that we like are guilty of this. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, Peter Garrett thinks he's got to play the harmonica. Even Stevie no one Wonder, wants him to, and no one asked him to. Stevie Wonder was famous for being a twelve-year-old harmonica kid, and he couldn't really play it. He's not any better than anybody. No, else. he's exactly as good as everyone, except for uh, uh, John except Popper. For John Popper, and probably other people we've never heard of, because at the end of the day, no one wants to hear harmonica. No, that's, what, that's it was an accomplishment to make that briefly a cool thing that 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 tubby dude with a harmonica was getting after. It. When I was at the uh, the first aid kit concert last last month, yeah, I guess that's still technically true. Uh, the second act was M Ward. Real snooze. Go yeah. ahead and pass on that. All right. And uh, Katie and I were not having a good time with this guy. And about two thirds of the way through, he um, went over and got one of those Bob Dylan sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> just wrapped it around it his neck. Yeah. And uh, I said to Katie, and I did not was not able to control my volume when I said it. I said, oh, good, harmonica. <laughs> and the people in front of me who were kind of enjoying it uh, looked back at me, but they saw something in my face because rather than say anything or give me a dirty look, they turned back right away. <laughs> you were really mad about that. Yeah. They could see the was Just what we face. needed was harmonica. <laughs> Way to ruin it for those people. They were having a good time. Why you well, got to be such M a downer? M word sucks. Don't be a downer, man. Uh, that's exactly the way that I am, though. Again, because we are of the same father, I am a downer in public. Yep. <laughs> so, um, got up to cranberries. 16. Cranberries jumped over Soundgarden and STP. Can you put RIP next to the cranberries so we remember? Sure. They all died. Yes. Just uh, also put put linger and then uh, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, they're all dead. They're all dead. Um, <laughs> uh, Krista's uh, Krista's Halloween playlist. This is a tough thing. Okay. Is a Halloween playlist. How many especially times if you're you play... not familiar with the work of Screamin' Jay Hawkins. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you'd feel the Halloween waltz in its many forms. Yeah. Uh, maybe Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, and then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think she had Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Katie and I did listen to it in the car on the way over. Good. Spooky um, scary. Yes. Uh, by the way, clearly Donald Glover is the other person in the song telling him he thinks the premise is getting sweaty, etc. <laughs> if you've never heard the full version of Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, That's it's right. like a full-length Back song. Back in his 30 Rock days. Um, had a Zombie by the Cranberries mm. on the playlist, because it's, by the way, not a Halloween song. Not even a little. Very political. It's about the Troubles or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is called zombie, and when you're making a Halloween playlist, you got to stretch. Yeah, Everything's a stretch. I mean, and really, that's an easy one. That's an easy. Yeah, it's one of the easier stretches. Yeah. There's some, and it's like, like maybe. But how many times the can title you, and it's, exactly yeah. how many times can you play Monster Mash? Zero, hopefully. Play it zero times. I mean, it was on the list. It would have been wild if it wasn't. Every Halloween song except for Monster Mash. In fact, I would not put it on my Halloween list. And if someone asked about it, I would pretend I didn't know what it was. What? Um, what is it? But even though Zombie is a lesser work of the Cranberries, I think yes. it's safe to say. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, it's an unpopular opinion. It is one that I have been championing for a long time, that that is not the Cranberries the people wanted. Uh, I think it's when it clear. came on, I was still like, oh, I like this song. When which one came on? Zombie. Oh, when okay. it came on at the Halloween party, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they went, hey, grunge is really big. Let's go grunge. Nope. No, they grunged that one way out. Not what I was looking for. I wanted some Irish lilt. And I wanted to go on a journey, an emotional one. I wanted to hear about 
a dude breaking a girl's heart, and then maybe some weird Irish yelping. <laughs> she does yelp in that song pretty good. That's what I want out of the Cranberries. And everyone agreed with me because they put out Zombie and everyone, oh, look, Zombie, they're, they're going grunge. And then no one bought any of their records ever again after that. So <clears throat> It's not like they were super popular before Zombie. Oh, maybe we should look at the charting performances up there. No? All right, I Let's guess we're looking it. something up. We're doing a we're doing a cranberries dive here. I'm not going to say a deep dive because it's just going to be Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, I'm not going deeper than that. Um, and I will read about actual cranberries later. You did get me Wikipedia. <laughs> That's right. Let's see, singles. So that's pretty grungy. It's as grungy as you can get. Uh, Linger. Let's see. Linger was number eight in the U.S. on the big chart. On which chart? The big one. The Hot 100. Yeah, yeah when it was reissued. Uh, well, yes. That's when it became a hit here. Yeah. But it was before Zombie. Dreams, I guess. again charted. Zombie did not. But that's because it went on the rock charts or whatever. I assume. Right. In fact, nothing charted again until, uh, uh, what? Free to Decide? Um, everybody else is yeah, doing it. I mean, it. Zombie went to number five on hot rock songs and. 13 on digital songs that must have been after her death that can't chart can't possibly exactly i that's why i hate going on to like the billboard site because it'll be like yeah this was a huge hit in 2014 and you go nope that's not the one um okay it got all the way to number one in on the alternative songs chart in 94 so uh so everybody else is doing it why can't we um, it was five times platinum in the U.S. Then they have no need to argue, and that's seven times platinum. And then everything after that did not really sell anywhere near as well. Yeah, I guess so if like, they stuck with this, it's like they went, "Oh, cool, all right, zombie, I get it, grunge." And then they and then they were immediately forgotten after that because they were just in a sea of grunge bands. It was like, "Oh, cool, now you're one of 185 grunge bands." Whereas when they came over, they were like that cool Irish band that sounded Irish and was different. Yeah. Listen, uh, I, we're not we're not fighting. I I agreed. I said this was a lesser cranberry song. Yeah. I I am in f- full agreement. Uh, yeah, they made the biggest gains because I just moved them up. No one <laughs> else made any gains really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean that's sort of how it works. Yeah. This chart's pretty <laughs> static. It all happened 25 years ago or whatever. Well, also, there's already 60, 60 bands on it, and mm-hmm. there's no one wants to go through and go, mm, but is this the right order? I'm not likely to relitigate Smash Mouth. They're, that's probably going to stay down there where it is, <laughs> where it belongs. Seven Gary 3 always has a chance to move up. Seven Gary 3 could be a mover. Keep that in mind. Thank you for making it the right one nervous in the alley. <laughs> I know which song Smash Mouth is. The best Smash Mouth. <clears throat> so bad when they were just not good there's a whole bunch of more bands that are similar to that song that we can that we can put on this chart frankly we've only scratched the surface no, no, no. I mean, we, with these 60 songs we have big ones and ones that were big to me that aren't even up here so <laughs> that's right there's a lot still to be put up there for sure 
<laughs> it's because I don't research it. So I just sort of follow a stream of consciousness. Yes. Uh, I For the video game one, I, I make out a list of 10 before I get started to make sure. Because uh, you want to cover some specific ground. Yes. I know we are deep. Let's do the quickest ever haps with gay paps. Oh, if you Ooh, if, if you can do that, that would be good. <clears throat> and there it is. The haps with K paps. I just sent you a YouTube uh, video. <clears throat> I did see that. Long before I was in orbit, before I was a rev love or a once, I was a secret time. The first ever haps with Cape Apps was in 2014 when I went to Korea. And uh, my first group was secret. And they have a terrible company, TS Entertainment, that all of the members individually have sued to break their contracts. Uh-huh. And That's the, usually a good sign. <laughs> because they haven't been paid in however many months or years. The last one is finally free. Jun Hyo-sung is free at last. No more secret at TS Entertainment. She hadn't been paid for two years. Uh, and she hadn't appeared in anything in a year. She's now free, so I just want to pour one out for secret. It is officially a dead group, but all the members are free. Can we play a little bit of Poison by secret? Yeah, I hope it starts. No, well, horn, I didn't, but horn that's not stand. bad. You guys know how to reach us next week's Star Trek. Yeah, uh, next week we're watching a piece of the action. Not good. Peak performance. Very good. The Search Part 1. Okay. False Prophets. Nope. And The Breach. No idea. Uh, send us more mail at BrotherDate on Twitter. Uh, go to BrotherDate.com. Go to the iTunes. And let's just enjoy this banger from 2012. know my remarks were maybe not so much but i but i've felt down lately so does that count yeah is that something can we work no, that i'm in not somehow? having a good week is that anything let's put that in there just sprinkle that on top <clears throat> yeah.